Good evening, everybody. So we're continuing along here in the third parak of Cheshben Anefesh. And we're up to the ninth Cheshben. And here in this Cheshben, the Chavazavavas is describing to us in the different areas of mitzvahs, we're now describing the idea, the concept of tefillah. Tefillah, first of all, is called, based on the words in the Torah, the way that the Gemara describes it in the beginning of Masech Tainis, it's an Avodah Shebelev. So it's an Avodah, it's work, but it's Shebelev. Most of it is in the Lev. Here the Chavis tells us an added Chiddush to that. Not only is Tefillah an Avodah Shebelev, Tefillah is not only in the heart, but Tefillah requires some physical participation of the Guf. And that is because we say words, we're thinking about the words, and that's part of the the avoid that's part of the work in tefillah that is has a physical component in addition to the lave component. In addition to the emotional component and the mind there's also a physical component. We have to say the words. And with that we'll indeed come to a a phrase that has been attributed to many great people and really finds its original source here in the Chavos Avos. So we continue along. V'day, and you should know. Ki ha-milois tihiena ba-loshoin ka-klipo ve-o-ion ba-milois ka-lev. He gives the following metaphor to someone who davens. There's two things we do by davening. Number one, we say words. There's no davening just by thinking. Davening is saying words. If you could just think a whole davening, you're not yaitzi, you're davening. Just had this shayla come up, there was a person who had some polyps taken off, removed from his vocal cords. For one week straight, he wasn't allowed to utter not one word, not one whisper. So he texted me, how am I yaitzi davening? How can I daven? Shmon Esrei, saying brachis. He's not allowed to utter not one word. The only thing that he uh, was able to suggest for him is that he has to listen to someone else davening, and through that, by listening, you don't could be yaitza as if you're saying it. But without saying words, there's no tefillah. You can't just sit about Shemana and think about the words. That's not enough. You have to say the words. However, says the Chavis Avavis, the words are like the outer layer of a fruit. And the eon, the thinking about the words, understanding what they're saying, connecting with those words, and we're talking to the being, the supreme being, who's listening, that is like the fruit itself. Another marshal, v'hatfilah kaguf v'o'iyin karuach. Tfila, meaning the words of tfila, that is like the external physical body of a person. And the thinking about the words, the emotion put, put in behind the words, understanding what's being said, that is like the spirit or what we call the neshama. So therefore we have this phrase, it comes from the Chavos If a person says all the words, He's mouthing all the words, he's saying them, he's articulating them. But but he's thinking about something else. 
He says the words. I don't know if ever it happened to somebody over here. The middle of davening Shmona Esrei, and they're saying the words, but they're thinking about something else. If that's happening, it's like a goof without a neshama. It's like you have just a physical body without any life sustenance to it. Without any life source to it. Without a neshama. You take a neshama out of a person's physical body, there's nothing left. Imagine you have this beautiful fruit and you have a peel around it and you're so excited to eat the fruit and you start peeling away, you peel away the layers and you open up the peel and inside it's just has all been dissolved, it's all mush, it's all rotten, nothing to be left of it, nothing to be made of this fruit. Ah, it's all you had, it was a peel, an outer, an external, looked so good, there's nothing inside. Sometimes you see a person shuckling by davening by Shemana and he's saying the words, you see him mouthing the words. Meanwhile, he could be thinking who knows what. Famous mice with Rabbi Shalom Shvadron. Person finishes Shemana Rav Shalom goes over to him, the Magad of Yerushalayim, goes over to the person and says, Ah, oh, Shalom Aleichem, welcome back. Welcome back? What do you mean? He says, Well, I see you've been in China, you've been in Eretz Yisrael, a little bit of Miami Beach, and, that, and then you came back. The person was all over the place. In his mind, he was all over the place, even though it looked like he was saying all the words. Says the Chavaz of Avis that, We're saying the words without having kavona, without having intent, without understanding what one is saying, and that the understanding that one is talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu by tefillah. That's like a goof without a nishama. It's like a body without a soul. It's like an outer shell without the fruit. It's dead. There's nothing to it. His goof is there, but the libay But his lave is not there. If you're lacking the lave, you're, you're lacking the, the essence of tefillah. Tefillah without words is also not tefillah. That's just thinking in your heart. But the main part of tefillah is the lave. And that's why we call it. It's an avoida sheba lave. There's a physical component saying the words, mouthing the words, articulating, express, expressing praise and requests and thanks. But it has to be with an understanding. One has to connect with the words that they're saying. And of a chamoyu, in a similar uh, sentiment, Yeshayo says to the people of Marakos of Yan, on account they've approached me, Hashem says, with their mouth, with their lips. They've honored me with their lips. We call that lip service. They're saying all the words. Babaliboy. Rechak me many, but their heart is so far away. You're missing the essence of tefillah, says Chavazavavaz. And if this wasn't clear enough, Chavazavavaz says, let me share with you a marshal. An analogy as follows. We could also give another marshal. You have someone who his master, his superior, His boss comes to the house. Imagine, oh, the big boss of the company comes to visit, comes to visit you, comes to visit this person in his house. Oh, he wants to make sure that the boss is treated tremendously, perfectly. 
So Vetziva Ishtayubnebesa, he tells his wife, quickly get this done, get this done. Make sure everything is prepared for the visit of this person. And he tells all of his household, make sure that to honor this person. The last is Kolaidaisim, do everything that he needs. Meanwhile, the, the Balabayas himself, the fellow himself, he walks away. He says, listen, take care. Everybody should take care of this special guest that we have. Meanwhile, he goes to the other room, yeah, sits down on the couch, opens up a newspaper, takes a lachayim, he's drinking. He's not involved at all in greeting and being mechabed, respecting and honor this, this dignitary, this important guest, who he himself said is such an important guest. He himself doesn't come along to give and offer the honor, to afford the honor that's due this person. And to put in the effort and be mechabit. To do what is appropriate for this guest. So the the other one walks in, the boss walks in, he says, wow, look at this. I see my uh, my uh, employee here made sure to tell everybody to treat me properly and get me whatever I need and be at my beck and call. But where is he? Where is he? I would expect he would be here first. I would expect he would come and greet me and honor me. He's not here. So the, the boss gets angry at him. That's the way you're treating me. You just have all your, your schlock shamas doing this. He says, don't, I don't mind interested in your sending others to give me the covet. You're right here. You should be giving me the covet. Very interesting, Marshall. So we have two, two, two ideas how to tie this in that when one says, says the words of Tvila, but he's just not there. He's just not connecting with it. And as we always have been saying, we can't expect people like us who have a very hard time holding our concentration. We have a hard time understanding the words. Certainly, when we come to Slichais uh, and Rosh Hashanah and Yemai Kippurim, it takes preparation. We can have to have, take some time to learn the words that we're about to say. And even if we don't do it for the entirety of the Shemana history, but at least a bracha here, there, one, two, build it up to understand the words and make sure at least part of the Shemana history we're there. We are connected both not only in Guf and saying the words, but in Leif. So this marshal this adds on to that. That not only do we say, well, there's no nisham over here. Okay, you open the peel, there's no fruit. It's worse than that. Says the Rebbe Zavav, it's worse than just not being able to eat the fruit. So you throw out the peel. It's, it's like greeting the Odin, the master, and you are, instead of honoring him, like he should be honored, and you send everybody else to do the work, you yourself don't go. And, and that just brings the fury of the other. And he says, that's not honoring me at all. If his mind and heart are empty, meaning not tefillah, he's paying no attention to the words he's saying. You're sending me your limbs. You're sending me your lips to, to say words to me. You're sending me your, your, your back to shuckle back and forth. You're sending me your, your hands that are moving, maybe. You're sending me your head that's back and banging back and forth. Hashem says, that's what I need. I need just the robotic moves. That's not what I want. I want your heart. And he ends with this.
he ends with this, and this is sometimes frightening. When you get, when you understand this concept well, and sometimes a whole Shemana Esrei could go by, you come to the end, and you have to say the following words, Every Shemana Esrei ends with the following words, It should be with a desirable acceptance. Imrefi the words of my mouth, the hegyon libi, and the thought of my heart lefonecha. So imagine every tefila we say, Hashem, please accept the words of my mouth. That's easy. We said all the words and the hegyon libi and everything I was thinking. And sometimes, the person was thinking, who knows what, about a business deal, about a chiddushin chumish that he's learning about the guy who got him upset, about what's going to be for dinner, all sorts of thoughts we have going through our minds, and yet every we have to end and say these words. Sometimes it's frightening to say them. And he said, please remember all the thoughts of my, the thoughts of my heart. What, what was I thinking? Okay, but at least if we had one good bracha that we thought of well, and we concentrated on that bracha, and the beginning of it, the end of it, the purpose of it, the understanding of the words, at least then we could say, you and it should be as, an, a, as a, an appeasement to you. It should be accepted with your will, Hashem. The words of my mouth, if a person, his mind has wandered, the whole Shemesh, even something halakhic, he was thinking of something, I wonder, is that food item, is that kosher, is that a hexer? I was wondering about that. Totally devoid of connecting with HaKadosh Baruch then he ends off his tefillah and it says, Hashem, please take all of the thoughts of my heart. He says, He said, it's terribly embarrassing. that he should come and He says, please, Hashem, I put so much thought, so much mind into this tefillah. Meanwhile, that wasn't the case. Who is he fooling? I wasn't thinking about anything that pertaining to the tefillah. And then I should go, Hashem, please accept everything I was thinking. Everything you were thinking. You were saying one thing and you were thinking about something else. So, Pus again off over there. So he's totally disengaged in that. So these are very sharp words, not an easy pill to swallow especially on a Sunday evening. But Rabbi Sai, this is something that we should take to heart. And when we say, and a lot of times we, we do pay attention to that, because, oh, ta-da, it's the end of Shemaneser. We're about to take the three steps back, so we better be, be thinking about that we're davening. And someday we th- say this statement, and say, wow, where did the whole Shemaneser, where was I in the last two, three minutes? Did I, did I get any brachas? Did I think of any brachas that I was paying attention to? And then he says, oh, yeah, yeah, Rafainu. Today I was thinking of Rafainu a lot because a friend of mine is not well. Or Baruch Haleinu because there's so much uncertainty about what's going to be in the, uh, in the financial markets. So at least we get one bracha. So this, every time we say this last statement of Shemana Esrei, of Yul Ratzim Refi, it at least give us pause. Oh, boy. Next time I better do a little bit better. Next time I think I have to remind myself when I say Hashem Hashem, please open my lips now. Start with that first bracha of Shemana Think of the first few words of the bracha. 
get the few first few words. When you get that down pat, let that go for a few days. I've paid attention to what I said when I said I got that down. I was actually concentrating on the words talking to Hashem. The next after a few days later, then you then you could add, okay, la godo, la giba vanaira. Wow, what are all those things? Let's find out what does Akel mean? The Almighty. What does that mean? All of the power comes from Him. What is Hagodol in His Midas Tovcha and all of the goodness that Hashem has and so on and so forth. But you have to start with that slowly but surely. Then when we get to the end of Shema Nasrei, we'll be able to say with conviction, Hashem Tzuri Agutenach.